Hi, I'm Shan. I'm Anna. And I'm Enola. And welcome to our podcast entitled Life, Work, and Everything in Between. We're not one, not two, but three strong women who opt to share their thoughts and journey in the hope to inspire, stimulate, and challenge people who dare listen to their podcast. From students to young professionals to anyone who's looking to find insights to their most important questions in life, or even end up being more confused and lost, this podcast is for you. That's right. Together, we'll discover how we can unleash our full potential. We can't promise to have all the answers, but we promise to share our own journey with you, live, uncut, and real. So if you're ready, we're ready. Let's take this journey together and explore life, work, and everything in between. Hello everyone, welcome again to another episode of our podcast. Today we have a special guest. Yes, so we're actually very fortunate to have uh, Joshua Aragon, uh, who started Zagana and Pushcart.ph, uh, which are both multi-awarded actually um, in uh, several, uh, what do you call those, Joshua? Uh, the ones uh, Startup that, competitions. Yeah, in startup competitions. So they were awarded top 10 startup in Tectonic, uh, in Yes Startup Summit, uh, SEN 50 Slingshot, uh, and so many more, right? So uh, yeah, um, just a, maybe just a quick um, intro, uh, Josh, as well, uh, if you could maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and the two startups that you started. Yeah, so um, I graduated in De La Salle University, uh, majoring in Manufacturing, Engineering, and Management, specialized in Biomedical Engineering. After MEM, I took up MBA in AIM, Asian Institute of Management. Afterwards, I worked for my family company, which is into water and wastewater treatment um, solution provider. Then I, my, my dad told me to start my own company before I turned 30. That's why oh. I started Pushcart.ph, which is an online grocery that um, that helps digitalize the supermarkets. So our partners include Fisher Mall, Ever Supermarket, All Day, uh, Metro Gaisano. And afterwards, I started Zagana.com, uh, which is a farm-to-kitchen platform, helping uplift the lives of our Filipino farmers and providing affordable produce to every Filipino household. Galing, galing. Actually, um... Very inspiring the uh, young uh, ventures that you've gone through. It's really inspiring and really impressive. So congratulations in all these endeavor. Pero interested ako dun sa ano, when you said na uh, it started when your dad actually asked you to to start a business uh, before turning 30. Where did that uh, come from? Uh, actually, it's his idea. So I was, I think I was being too comfortable inside the family business. Um, of course, uh, you get treated um, like a royalty inside your fa- in, inside your family business, no? So um, it, it started because you 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 don't get to learn as much when mm-hmm. you when you the the differentiate differentiative is uh, you start when you start from from the ground up. It's different because when you Go inside an, org- an, org- an organization that's already been established. So there's nothing for me to do, nothing for mm. me to help increase um, the company's growth. That's why my dad told me, uh, maybe you should start to learn how to create your own company. So you will realize what value you can bring into our family business. 
And then before you turn 30, at least, because when you go after 30, um, it will be riskier for you to start your own business because there's a lot of um, faults or a lot of uh, problems that will arise and you might not be able to carry the load if you have the, if you have already a family or kids mm. that's why it's it's re- less risky for us to start very early mm, okay. how old were you when you started push I, I actually started uh, 20, uh 27 years old so i graduated uh, my mba at around 26 oh okay so i was just going to ask as well cuz i go did you have like business acumen before you started it? Because you graduated MEM, so very engineering. And then where did you get that knowledge to start a company? Very business, right? It's very different. It's actually a leap of faith. I I company, actually. <laughs> my, dad, my dad just forced me and he told me that you should leave uh, before you, you um, uh, before your birthday. So leave for <laughs> friends or whatever and then just start a company um so that's what i did i looked for friends who can help me build uh, my first venture which is mm-hmm. pushcard.ph so it's basically a group of uh schoolmates or uh, college mates how many so are you we're around four actually how did you define your roles Actually, it's my first time to do a startup back then. So there's there was no clear roles. Um, all of us were actually have had our own family business. So all of us has no idea on on what's our clear role in in everyone. So sometimes we get we get to fight, we get to um, cross the line from from each other's roles, and I think that's uh, something that we've built along the way. Um, learning the roles and respons- responsibilities of each other. Mm. So, wala ka naman, like, specifically, you look for people who have very good finance background, but it's more on people you know who can work and people who you can trust? Ba? Yes. Number one is uh, looking for the for uh, building a good team. Mm. Um, so, that defeats all the uh, financials, um, all the funding that you need. You need Number one is building the great a great team. Um, then the financials will just uh, come in. So all of them have uh, same background with with me, engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is they ha- we have different um, industries. So all of them has their own family business as well. So it's ha- quite hard for us to boss each other around. Lahat kayo boss. Yes. <laughs> Something um, that you need to look into, because it's hard if you if everyone's an alpha male. So if uh, if I have to uh, redo everything, uh, definitely everything should be set properly, especially the compensation, mm-hmm. um, the shares, the uh, roles and responsibilities, as well as um, having one head only, because if you have too many cooks. Yeah. Uh, it will eventually rot the the plate. So it seems like naging challenge yan in your yes. journey. Yes, okay. yes. And how how did you overcome it? Um at the end of the uh, so so I started Zagana. So with Zagana it's well properly organized now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have investors, we have um board of advisors. So so the organization was built before before we incorporated. So everything was clear. Um, we have uh, we have 
we have we we know who who's gonna guide us, who's gonna lead the team. Um, so the, I think that's the the most important, the leader, mm-hmm. who will eventually uh, uh, push the vision and mission of the company. Because before before it, it wasn't clear with the vision and mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because everyone's uh, every everyone's has it's it's our first startup, kasi, so um, really hard to adjust. What was the most difficult? Uh, uh, when when starting it, was it uh, dealing with your friends or uh, looking for investors or um, basically making things happen? Uh, number one is um, making things happen first. You look for the right people to let your to to have your um, to build a team. Um, so it, with investors, it will just come to you when you have the right financials, when you have the right growth plan, when your business is already running. Um, so they'll just call you up and then they would offer you uh, funding. But uh, for that to happen, you need to make sure that um, the team that you built is solid as well as the growth that you're going to present to them um, is actually growing uh, at the pace that they want. So the way you described it, it's actually pull, no? It's not you coming to investors uh, asking for investment. It was them who came to you. Um, it's it's actually ano. Uh, so you can also you, we reach out, so we send our uh, investment memo to them, and then they will eventually reach out to you. Mm, so once okay. they reach out to you, then they will start with the due diligence, and then um, you'll for right now at in pandemic. We do everything in Zoom, so it's very convenient for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, we show our facilities. We they also Zoom with our uh, employees, the executives, and our suppliers and farmers. And usually, yung hinahanap nila. Um, usually, it's first is we talk into financials. What's your growth? Um, what's your growth plan? What's your mission and your vision? Very important, because your uh, what your mission is, so that they would align it with their mission as well uh, because they, they, these investors invest into agritech, um, edutech so a lot of uh, our, our e-commerce, fintech um, so we're an agritech company which is the Ghana mm-hmm. so uh, we need to align how many agritech companies they have already invested um, and they will they would want to show their um, mission or vision in terms of how they would like to grow their portfolio with mm-hmm. our agritech um, so you align with them first before you pitch in your numbers. Um, show them your financials, your growth plan. Um, how what's uh, is it two x or three x that you're growing month of month, and um, eventually they'll they'll start looking deeper into your uh, into your facilities and operations. Mm-hmm. So so it's really you know, um, bottom line. They they they're really interested with. The revenue, not so much on the number of users of the platform, or both yes. on the buyer and the seller. Right now, I think VCs have uh, have changed their mindset. Okay. Um, yeah. Not just growing the company uh, with negative revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's even if you are just earning a little, they're already interested with you. Mm-hmm. Basta may ano ka, may proper growth plan ka, or you have a yes. vision to to grow. Yes. Okay. How, how hands-on is everyone? Uh, the way you have a you have a team 
post uh, in Pushpart and Zagana. So is everyone very hands-on or usually there's just one person who's doing it? Paano yung team ninyo? So right now, as a startup, no, uh, we started with everyone uh, need to provide all all their skills and their time to the company. So like, um, I'll, I'll give you a scenario. So no, uh, March, March 15, 2020, that was the start of the pandemic, uh, of the start of the lockdown pala. So um, a lot of orders came through our website. It was, we just launched our uh, Zagana website back then. And then we got thousands of orders. So eventually we had to fulfill all of those. So there's a lot of um, problems involved, like the, the, the supply chain, the logistics. Um, most of the produce could not come into the, to the cities. So we had a lot of backlogs and everyone was doing as was working 24 hours just to fulfill and deliver all the produce to the end users. So there's a lot of backlogs and that's the adversity, adversity quotient that you will need to survive as a company because you'll be losing a lot of money if you don't serve or if customers will be angry at you. So all the executives, all the management came to work um, even if it's COVID, they came and helped um, how to fulfill all of these orders. So I think everyone needs to be hands-on in times of, in times of this. I, and that's how a company will survive. Uh, we were serving restaurants back then. Um, Mar- from January to March, we were serving uh, restaurants and providing them uh, our fresh produce. So we pivoted immediately when the pandemic happened, well, when the lockdown happened. Um, serving to consumers and we were caught off guard because we're we're not used to delivering small sizes of uh, produce to every household we were used to delivering volume orders like um, trucks not and not motorcycles so the this, yeah that's why um, it's very important for everyone to be hands-on especially on a startup when you when you're starting a company but lahat ba ng members ninyo are actually full-time with Zagana or they're also working, they have a day job? We don't accept uh, part-time. Oh, okay. For, for any startup, uh, that's the first problem. <laughs> when you get people who are part-time because you are trying to, um, I will say, nagtitipid, <laughs> um, that will be a loss, a, a great loss with your company because uh, if you don't do it full-time, if you're not focused uh, on your work, then nothing will happen to your startup. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I mean I, I'm uh, I'm an employee and uh, I have a lot of friends uh, who are I mean a lot of colleagues then who have uh, business ideas and at some point uh, wants to start a business but uh, usually it nothing happens. Siguro makapagbenta a little bit or uh, they start something, but. Uh, Usually, the, the problem that I see nga is uh, uh, when you start becoming busy at work, yun, uh, nakalimutan na yung business. So, uh, for, for you, mas maganda talaga if uh, you work full-time and uh, that's how you guys uh, uh, focus on the business. Uh, yes, actually, when we started, uh, when when I start any company or uh, a venture, 
you need to make sure that uh, everyone is well compensated, especially the one managing the company, so the CEO. So at least provide uh, a salary. So yeah, number one, uh, you have to pull in cash for for cash flow basically uh, for you for a working capital. Um, you need to pull at least um, at least uh, six months to a year um, of well, I I would say minimum of a year salaries for the people who you will be employing. So that includes uh, the working capital plus the shares of uh, the investors who will invest in your company. So I so think that's really the number one. Taking a leap. Yes, that, that's really taking yes. a leap of faith. So so that's why I was really scared. Um, is it the right time to go uh, mm. to, to do my own ventures? Um, but my dad says there's really no right time to do it. You just have to do it now. <laughs> so, bootstrap kayo nito? Like, yes, we were bootstrap. And so eventually, you, once okay. you have experience, you'll be able to um, create a lot of ventures when, when you have failed uh, failure or your first uh, a lot of mistakes. You said meron din kayo mga board of advisors and such, diba? Are those compensated then? No. For, so, so, for first or second year, um, as long as the if the company has not yet earned, um, they are not yet compensated. So okay. they are actually the people who invested in the company. Ah, uh, okay. And um, I think it's very clear that they need, they also need to be on board with your mission and vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, the money that they will put in will be for long term. So that's why I encourage everyone to have a social uh, impact or a social responsibility program. Um, in every startup that you're gonna open, because uh, if they're putting in money, they want the money is actually secondary to them. The first is they want to see how it could impact um, the economy. Will it bring jobs? Will it help? Uh, who 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 are the beneficiaries of the program? Um, and yes, uh, basically those. Mostly social entrepreneurship, din kasi yung theme ng mga investors kada ba kaya not exactly um they just want to put in um their money and their heart in into the company okay. so you need to find investors uh, such as those mahirap kasi if if they keep on asking uh, where's the revenue where's the income mm. so you'll get burned out and eventually you you might get depressed if you don't get to reach the numbers and they might pull out their money so it's very hard if you just if they just think of uh, the re- revenue profit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The is uh, really good. Because uh, uh, this is basically from from farmers to uh, straight from the farmers to the consumers. Uh, you also meet with the farmers where you get the produce, right? And uh, how how does it feel when? Uh, well, I think you're 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 helping them uh, basically expand yung uh, products nila. Yes, um, we we meet at least so in uh, before pandemic. Uh, so I went to Benguet uh, with my fellow advisors. Uh, they were the one who introduced us to the farmers because they have uh, they're the one helping them. So okay. uh, one of our advisors were actually part of the Department of Agriculture. Um, so he was actually introducing me to farmers who we could act- we could really help and who are in need with our uh, project. So before starting Zagana, um, he he brought us to Benguet, um, Mountain Province of Atok. Uh, we we were able to meet the farmers, talk to them, mingle with them, even had lunch in 
uh, one of their houses. So I asked them, uh, wow, uh, um, nanay, but um, your, 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 ano, no, your harvest is very bountiful. Um, how large is your land? And then she said, um, as far as your eyes could see. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. wow. And then I said, uh, so how's your livelihood? Sabi niya, she lives day by day with utang or death. Yeah, yeah. So, nagulat ako. I was I was asking why because you have you have a very vast land, bountiful harvest. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you are um you are living that by death? And and if you could see their house, it's not um it's actually half finished. Ah. So, mm-hmm. they she mentioned that because there's a lot of unscrupulous traders that are buying their produce at a very low cost, um even below their harvest cost. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't have access to the cities as well. Um, they don't even know what Lazada or Shopee is. So it's really hard for them to uh, adapt to the new platforms, to the new technologies. And they are getting left behind because the average farmers around 60 to 65 years old. Um, no young, no, their, the gen, their young generations doesn't go back to farming um, because of what's happening. Uh, what they're seeing with their parents, they rather go to the cities and mm. um, actually work in BPOs. That's why one of our programs is encouraging um, youth, the youth to go back yeah. to farming because it's a hidden gem. Um, they don't realize how much they could actually earn just doing farming and uh, providing food as well um, to, to, to our country, to our nation. So that's why one of the motto uh, for Zagana is feeding the nation because we want to provide um, access for everyone food access for food for everyone and provide sustainable cities and communities that's nice mm-hmm. uh you mentioned earlier that uh, during the pandemic so you had a lot of problems and uh, well we saw it's a news that uh, uh there were uh, produce that uh, couldn't be transported because of the lockdown so how how did you manage all of that? Um, it's really hard for us to manage it. Um, we just went we just went with the flow. Um, how we uh, we tried our best to deliver all the produce as possible and um, really um, uh, from our hearts finish all the finish all the deliveries. So after that we were doing so in March we were doing the traditional e-commerce which is delivering the goods uh two to seven days and then we shifted to what we called instant commerce so instant commerce is a on-demand delivery on-demand 30 minutes delivery um you get wow. your produce to your house within 30 minutes upon ordering so my warehouse na rin kayo for it. so we have we have warehouses across metro manila and even in cebu so um all of this was uh established in in the pandemic from March oh. until August we were oh, yeah. able to expand warehouses yes. across Metro Manila and Cebu so um, the 30 minutes delivery actually helped us a lot because we only sell what we have there's no promise that uh, we're gonna deliver it to you we make sure all the items in our warehouse or in our warehouses the inventory that you ordered mm. So oh, that's, that's that led really that nice. to a lot of feedback, um, and the growth was actually um, significant, very, very, very um, 
significant. One of the things that I nakikita ko dito from from your story uh when you said that during the early years you were uh you were just delivering to restaurants and then during the pandemic you started delivering to the households and now uh almost para instant delivery na siya. So w- would you say na one of the one of the things that uh, made you guys successful is uh, because you, I mean during just this year you were able to be flexible and adapt I mean in the midst of the pandemic yes you, you really need to pivot so I, I see a lot of companies um, just like restaurants pivoting to frozen foods mm-hmm. uh, where they deliver um, ready to heat meals ready to cook meals in order to survive their commissary um you really need to sir you really need to pivot um if there's uh if the competition if the competition uh pivoted as well or is uh fighting against you so uh very important for for an entrepreneur to have the adversity quotient the aq as as what they call galing 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 very interesting yung mga warehouses na you've thought of investing in it tapos it's actually working and who would thought na you know, yung parang una, how, how, when did you start having those warehouses? Because in expectation natin for the lockdown, uh, it started. Ilan yung sinabi yung first lockdown? How many weeks? Two Tapos, weeks actually. Two weeks lang siya. Sure. One month. Ayon na seven months. When when did you start yung na parang thought na parang it would be a good investment to have these warehouses in different cities. Kasi paminsan, it's very hard to decide parang uh, will it be you is it worth the investment or di ba? So par- parang parang yung desi- yung criteria decision. for for ha- for making that decision. It's um we started talaga um I will say March. So March we were building our facility already March since uh since Feb. But, and then it it got finished. In, yeah, it got finished by March 15. So that was our first, um, I would call a micro fulfillment center. But mm-hmm. but after building that, we need to expand to uh to more hubs. I would say eight more hubs. So it's not just one hub, but it's eight more hubs that we've opened up since this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Because um, you need to be you need to be as close. As to your users, yeah. Mm-mm. So closer to home, to home, um, you will be able to deliver it within uh, six to eight kilometer radius, so that you will be able to do the thirty minutes delivery. Oh. So the expansion in your with dun sa additional eight hubs that wasn't part of your plan pre No, that pandemic. that wasn't part of our plan. Yes. Okay. Okay. It actually, um, uh, I would say. Uh, escalated our growth uh, to where we are right now. Ang galing, no? Like, ma- majority of the industries actually talaga sobrang na-accelerate yung transformation because of the pandemic and the situation. Which I mean, I think yun din naman talaga yung main principle ng, di ba, when, when you go pivot, when you transform, there has to be this trigger na in this case, it's uh, yun, yung change ng behavior ng mga customers nga. So like in your in your venture, it's uh, shifting from B two B to catering to B two C, and uh, pivoting your operations to be able to address that. Then, 
But ang galing, ang, ang galing that uh, you were able to address it quickly. Diba? To to stay relevant to your consumers. Gano yeah. ka, ka chaotic yun? Like, can you describe how how it was uh, for for your team nung, when you're starting to realize na you would have to pivot? Like, can you describe yung process? Were you doing like uh, daily meetings or? We, we were on site every day. On site meeting. 24 hours, we were there. Uh, helping uh, with the pickers, with the fulfillment team, uh, to to sort the items properly and send it over, and and hand it over to our riders and deliver it to the end consumers. Ah, so, pero kasi nauna yung demand eh, no? Na, nauna yung demand, oh, yes. Put off card kayo <laughs> ng ano, 1,000 uh, orders and you're thousands not yet prepared. Orders, yes. Got it, got it. That's okay. per day, ah. We got thousands of orders per yeah, day okay. to fulfill. Um, and because there was no supply that coming in that's coming in from the cities we had to go to Balintawak, Divisoria to to actually buy the produce bring it to our site fulfill it there and send it over to our consumers so imagine uh 12 midnight to a.m. we're buying the produce and then fulfilling it it's really chaotic pero <laughs> passion din ano like you won't be able to do this without being passionate about your mission, about yes, what you do. Everyone, everyone should have the passion. Um, so uh, you need to build that culture. That mm-hmm. what uh, what are you doing in this company? What are you working for? Um, yeah. And everyone needs to be aligned with that. Um, you're working here uh, to help feed the nation in times of this pandemic. So it's just it's, um, that alone will create an impact to every employee that they have a fulfillment um, in what they are doing. How big is Zagana now? Uh, I will say we're around 70 employees. We started with 10 employees in January to March. Wow, grabe. Wow. So we actually uh, increased our growth. Um, eight folds. Eight folds, yes. And we're actually getting better people because there's a lot of uh, FNB, um, food and beverage companies that were, our restaurants shut down. So we were able to attract a lot of talent, better talent. Nice. Curious ako dun sa part ng, because you mentioned, di ba, like, uh, uh, the issue with the farmers, uh, given that majority, there are actually the ones, medyo senior na, di ba, like 60, 50 years old and above, and I would assume they're also not that tech savvy. And given your platform is, uh, it's basically a technology, di ba? How how are you helping them adopt or yeah adopt to the to the technology and actually use it? So you actually work with their kids, no? With, with their kids, mm-hmm. not them. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Because <laughs> they won't learn it. They won't try to learn it, na. Um, mm-hmm. They're out of their league for in in this digital transformation. Um, so you work with the, with, with their kids um, in in adapting this kind of technology. So ano yun, talagang isa-isa ninyo silang kinakausap? Yes. Um, so with their parents, the kids are there in the meeting. We teach them um, that how how to use the the app, and they actually get it. Naman very they they adapt really fast. It's good for the next generation of farmers then. 
Yes, it's actually so for the next of, generation of farmers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of going to the city or BPO, they actually have the opportunity to stay in the farm and still be able to have a good living because of that. Agree. And That's there's a lot there's nice. a lot of kids um or BPOs that went back to their own homeland. So now they are back into farming because BPOs they've shut down. Mm-hmm. Um they can work from home. So uh I, I think it's the digital world. Everyone is uh, is okay to work anywhere where they want. So so you're actually mm-hmm. seeing that na no? you're seeing na you're full you're seeing the fulfillment na rin of uh, attracting the youth to start uh, considering agriculture and uh, continue on with yung nasimulan ng mga parents nila or grandparents nila. Correct, correct. Be- before this, no, i just like to share. Um, so I went to, to, stu- to study in Alibaba, e-founders program. Um, that was back in June 2019. So I was with, uh, I was working in uh, pushcart pa that time before I started Zagana. So, I think one of the most important thing is the learning experience that I got from there. I was uh, I was able to get a first-hand experience of what China is doing in terms of um, agri-tech, in terms of farming, in mm-hmm. terms of, uh, they call it kasi Taobao Village. So this Taobao village is where they consolidate all the produce and ship it to their cities and do the 30 minutes delivery. Yeah, we were able to adapt quickly because we were able to get a first-hand experience of how they were actually doing it in China. So yung Taobao village, it's it's a community where um, they would actually call it Taobao village. If you are, if the village is earning uh, one one million dollar, one million RMB, or one, or I think one million dollars in revenue, um, in terms of supplying to the Taobao, uh, yung Taobao.com. So or the or T-ball. So um, there's a lot of uh, they are helping the farmers there actually. Um, so when I went there, uh, we visited the farms, we visited the processing plants, the consolidation areas. We saw how they fulfill. For example, um, itong village. They don't grow walnuts, but on the side, on on the near farms there, they actually grow walnuts there and ship it to that uh, city or that or that village. And then from there, they consolidate and then ship it, not just locally but globally. So that town is actually earning fifty million dollars uh, per year. So um, wow. it actually helped the economy in that village, uh, made it into talagang uh, the the people there prospered. I would even see uh, BMWs parked in front of the farms. Na those are uh, farmers mismo own that own that own those cars. So you will see that the the the, the difference no na the farmers are there are actually uh, they I will say among hacendero or uh, well off na. Um, unlike here, the pyramid is inverted. Na the traders are. Um, getting most of the of the revenue and not the farmers. So what we want is we want to divert it back to the farmers, so that we, they will be able to provide more, uh, better produce with quality, um, practice good agricultural uh, farming, and eventually 
maybe they'll be able to go into organic farm. So these are some of the learnings that I've uh, I've encountered and we were able to apply. So I think um, one thing, no, if you want to have uh, a very successful startup, then you might need to uh, do a first-hand experience. Maybe go to your to a uh, company na or company or um, try to experience what your mission or what your vision is for your company. So eventually, you'll be able to pattern it and maybe improve it locally in your area. In in this case, you you were referring to your experience dun sa Alibaba as a immersion mo. Is Correct, that... immersion. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Very important yung immersion. I will say even in, even in our um, industry in MEM, we go to Uh-oh. site visits, field trips. Yeah. For MBA, we go abroad to look into companies such as like in Japan, where how they manufacture their pro their products, yeah. how they how they do business. I think that's very important because you will learn firsthand um, how they actually do it. And tatatak yon sa ano eh, sa isip mo and your passion, how you will drive it because you will you will know how to create that path. Mm-mm. Do you plan on uh, uh, starting more businesses uh, in the next couple of years? Definitely. Um, <laughs> I'm. I'm. A, we're actually building an ecosystem in Zagana. So there's a lot of stakeholders. That's um, what Zagana is actually doing. So we we always start with the source. Who are we helping? These are the farmers, the magsasaka, mangingisda, and the poultry growers or the hog growers. So uh, we are working with them closely. So we want to help them. And uh, how we will be able to help them is to create processing plants or partner with processing plants that will um, clean their produce, sort it, and then deliver it to our micro-fulfillment centers. So micro-fulfillment centers, this is where we will store the produce in proper storage. Um, it can be a freezer room, chiller room, or a normal aircon room. And then the riders will pick it up from our micro-fulfillment centers, deliver it to our consumers within 30 minutes. Um, the consumers could actually order it through a lot of channels like GrabMart, Foodpanda, Lazada, mm-hmm. Shopee, or even our Zagana.com. So we create this uh, value chain. And there's a lot of stakeholders involved. For example, uh, for farmers alone, we're already helping them uh, in terms of their revenue, in terms of their margin, in terms of their harvest period, uh, because we could provide them the data that they need. Uh, what are the most bought produce uh, for them? So they will harvest what it's what is really needed only. Um, second is uh, we're working with the consolidators or the processors. So processors are actually the one who are the butchery. They are the one cutting the meat, uh, the fish. So these are uh, properly uh, who has the certificates, like for example, FDA certificates. Um, these are proper butcheries that will uh, produce. So produce the the proper cuts of the meat, and then the pickers inside the inside of the fulfillment centers. So you're hiring people as well. And the riders, they are they are our backbone. Um, so they are the one who are doing the last mile for us. So you're providing livelihood as well to the riders. And then uh, for consumers who are actually uh, helping grow the economy of the Philippines, 
So you're feeding them the, the right food, uh, the healthy food for them uh, to help grow the economy. So And then also the channel. So you're helping um, the team of Crab Mart, Food Panda, Lazada, Shopee, uh, providing them jobs as well. So it's an ecosystem that we're building. Um, and it circles around that, around that area. So there will be a lot of, um, eventually there will be a lot of ventures that will emerge from, from that ecosystem. So one thing that I would like to share, no, yung sa Grab, sa Grab Mart, uh, the Grab Riders actually have a Grab Association, association or a group. They went to us, asked for our logo, and they printed our logo with the logos of uh, the restaurants they are servicing. So um, Jollibee, McDo, KFC were actually in that logo, um, in, in their shirt, actually. So Zagana was on top. And then they said that they really mm -hmm. love Zagana because we, we are fulfilling a lot of orders. They are fulfilling a lot, a lot of orders from us. And it actually provides them livelihood for mm -hmm. their day-to-day. -day. So um, I was really uh, touched with their gesture. Na they printed Zagana logo as part of their uh, of the shirt that they put in and part of the heart that they have uh, given given to us and to the customers. So something that you didn't realize na you're helping a lot of riders rin pala, a lot of yeah. tutors, a lot of uh, processors. So it's it's an ecosystem. Eh. Galing. Galing. Sobrang galing. Na, oh, yeah, yeah. Parang trying to absorb everything. Ang galing kasi para is you, you're not just relying on your platform kumbaga. You also tapped into yung mga Grab Food Panda which are really malakas din talaga hatak nila when it comes to people ordering online. So, ang galing, ang galing. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, very, ano siya, uh, very unexpected kasi hindi naman namin na-imagine na uh, in 20, January 2020, we never imagined being part of their platform. Uh -oh. Because we were serving wholesale for restaurants. Mm -hmm. So, eventually, bigla, we pivoted to consumers, which mm -hmm. is uh, something that we're, is not part of our phase one. Mm -hmm. So, it really fast-tracked our growth. Uh, fast-tracked, everything fast-tracked. Because Lazada has no Laz, Laz Fresh before. Uh, Shopee doesn't have Shopee Mart before. Um, Grab doesn't have Grab Mart before. <laughs> so, hmm. everything fast-tracked as well. So, where do you see this um, parang taking you further? Like, So, I think it's been, what, one year, two months already with Zagana and uh, I mean, the, the accelerated growth that you have, uh, how has it changed your vision if it was and where will this take you now in the next three, five years? So so our mission will always stay the same. Um, it's to uplift the lives of our Filipino farmers and providing fresh produce uh, and affordable produce to our fellow Filipinos. So the vision changes from time to time once, you've, uh, once you're done with your phases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for example, our phase one uh, was to build micro-fulfillment centers across Metro Manila so we could serve uh, the nearby household. So that one uh, we've done. Mm -mm. Um, and we've done in six months. And for phase two, it's actually creating or establishing a better relationship with our farmers. Um, so we are actually helping them now 
in terms of harvesting the produce, in terms of logistics, delivering it to the cities, and providing um, providing the right data for them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so vision changes, um, but your mission will always stay the same. Right. Do you see yourself also venturing into like a uh, smart I mean, getting into smart agriculture, uh, helping them. I mean, uh, installing IOTs to make sure that uh, their produce are more consistent or more predictable. Lalo na, yeah. di ba, sa country natin is it's uh, we're prone to um, mga typhoon and pests and all that. So, is that also something you're looking into? So we're we're not uh, we're not a farming expert, but we listen closely to our fellow farmers, uh, what they actually need. So they, they ask first is logistics, how they could deliver the produce to the cities. Second is to build greenhouses. So whenever mm-hmm. a typhoon comes in, we will mm-hmm. uh, their produce will be protected. So those two things we are focusing on right now. Um, so you have to listen to your customers. Mm-hmm. Who are who are you? Who are um, who are your customers, um, and then learn from their pain points. For people who wants to do a startup, pero I think not everyone has that uh, capital to start with. What would be your advice? I would say you pull in money, no. So if you don't have money, if you don't have uh, the capacity, um, it's hard kasi to start up because uh, it's it, it's actually really hard. Because if you don't have the financial capacity, you won't be able to hire the right people. You won't be able to build a good team. If it's all part time, then uh, part time and then part time rin yung efforts na <laughs> Part time rin yung results. So, so it's really hard. Eh? You need to find the right people. Eh? And in terms of capital, no, there's a lot of people who has the capital. There's no shortage in money, even in pandemic. Um, cash will flow in. You just need to find the right people who are uh, who are invested in your mission and vision as well. So there's actually no excuse because for me, I wasn't even raising money for Zagana. They just approached because they like they like my mission and vision. Some of the investors that I that I talked with, I just had lunch with them once and. The next day, my check na. Wow. So, so it's not for for from my experience, it's it's really not an issue with the money. You really need to have a good vision and mission, and mm. it's and yung team talaga eh, no? Yes, it's, it's it's pure drawing board. You uh-huh. don't, wala pang revenues, and if they ask for revenues, then maybe they're not the right investors mm. uh, to start with. Galing no? Yeah. Sobra onga. Thank you, thank you, Jayman, for your time. Okay, so thank you to our guest speaker, uh, Jayman. Uh, thank you for sharing everything, uh, for answering our questions, and uh, for sharing your experience on uh, building a startup. Yes, thank you so much as well for having me here. Ayan, so you really heard it from... Uh... Very successful startup founder himself, Joshua Aragon, that at a very young age uh, already has two very successful startups. And if I were to summarize things that I've learned from him in this podcast, in this episode, 
Uh, there are actually five things. Uh, number one is really to start and build an A team. And when it, when it, when we say A team, it's really the people who can really get things done and be prepared to commit. And it's not just a, a a commitment to the effort that you can bring in, but also the monetary commit, which is very important as he uh, outlined earlier as well. Number two is to have a very good mission that you uh, strongly believe in and really defines uh, the purpose of the organization as well as uh, also defines your own purpose in life, right? The third one is uh, also very, very important. We all know this. Listen to your customers. Uh, it's, uh, you don't stop with the, having the right mission, but you will also always have to listen to your customers and be able to address their needs in order for you to stay relevant and successful. Number four, have a good adversity quotient. Uh, J-Man really spoke about this um, quite uh, a lot in, in this episode. And it speaks about how the organization can quickly pivot in times of adversity, right? And in this case, uh, they really experienced it uh, during the pandemic with the lockdowns that happened in Manila and in the whole Philippines and how they have uh, rose, like risen above that challenge is really, really impressive. And lastly, enjoy, right? I mean, if you really believe in the, your mission, uh, you're very passionate in it, there is no reason for you not to find enjoyment in doing what you do and just go with the flow. Um, and I think once you have all these uh, ingredients, it will be uh, less stressful uh, endeavor. Although I think eh, hindi naman din mawawala ang stress when, when it comes to any businesses, right? But uh, J-Man has really pointed out how these key ingredients could help uh, any businessmen, any startup founders be good at what they do and be successful. So there, hope you enjoyed our episode today. We really enjoyed it as well and uh, we, we love having Jamon with us in this episode. Um, and there, there you have it. So see you again next week. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. If you like the show, please share it with your friends. Let's build a community eager to find answers in life, challenge us, the status quo, or simply willing to ask the most difficult questions that life throws at us. Once again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time and we encourage you to continue to invest in yourselves. Please share your thoughts and suggestions on today's episodes or future episodes. It would mean the world to us. Once again, this is Chan. Anna. And Anola signing off and see you in our next episode.